Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bewildered Podcast. I want to start with this. I put, you know that compressed air that you, like, put on things to dust it or, like, do whatever? Uh, my computer's been overheating, so I tried to just, as much as I could without taking it apart, like, blow some air in there and uh, get the dust out, right? But uh, unbeknownst to me, there was a bittering agent in said compressed air you know, to keep people from huffing it or whatever retards do. I say it every episode, not allowed to say that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But, um, you spray it in, like, the ducts where the fans are and see if you can get a little dust. And I got a little dust out of every duct. And, uh, I was just like, oh, we're gonna, you know, what do you call it? It's dust off my keys while I'm at it. So, I pretty much sprayed all over my computer. And a few times that little, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's like flash freeze. Uh, every once in a while, that liquid come out of it and flash freeze my, excuse me, computer in various different locations. And, um, yeah, the bittering agent, whenever I touch my computer and put my hands in my mouth, it just tastes like certified butthole. Like, it's it's sour, it's bitter, it's nasty, it's disgusting, and I bite my nails a lot. So, uh, that's just been hellish, and I don't like it. Uh, anyway, this is the second podcast I'm recording today, because I feel insane, like I'm going mental. Like, if uh, my jiu-jitsu gym is supposed to open on, uh, on Monday, or not on Monday, on June 1st. Fuck did I say Monday for? Jesus. But, um, it's supposed to open on June 1st, and if it doesn't open on June 1st, I'm... I don't know what to do. Dude, I have murderous intent. Like, when I did jiu-jitsu, it gets all of your alpha energy, it gets all of your, you know, testosterone and all that type of stuff out. Like, you, you're you're channeling it into something positive, right? But I've just been sitting on my ass for three months, for 105-odd days. <clears throat> and uh, I feel murderous rage. Murderous rage every day. And it's so funny. Like, it's not funny. Because it, it sucks. But, like, it's funny to look back on it. Like, I, uh... For example, today my mother was like, Hey, can you empty the dishwasher? And I was like, yeah, no problem. But in my head, I was just overcome with anger. For no reason. At all. I'm sitting in my bed like, I could get up and fucking break everything in my room right now. And I could do that. That's something I'm capable of doing. Uh, but then I'm like, Dylan, you're stupid. Shut up. Like, snap out of it, you absolute moron. And then I did. I snapped out of it. But um, it happened, which is funny. And that happens a lot because I feel like being kept up and being stuck inside, it just it just makes me feel uncontrollable rage. And it's hilarious to look back on it. But, um, I feel like I was able to channel that in jujitsu, And, of course, they're going to open July 1st, maybe, hopefully. It's not going to be with actual sparring, because if you know anything about jujitsu or wrestling, just think about it like wrestling. Uh, you just are so up close to somebody, you just can't open. And I thought it was going to be one of the last things to open, but they're opening with, uh, with differences like we're not just going to straight away go to like sparring and whatever uh i heard it's going to be different 
And that's cool. At least I'll have exercise. That's really what I care about because I am very hard to motivate myself. And, uh, like, I need to go for runs. And I said this in the first episode. Jesus. Jesus. Hate running. Hate running. But, um, I say, but, um, dude, shut up. I'm crazy. I'm insane. I'm nuts. I'm mental. I'm insane. That's the best part about it. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. It's extremely hard for me to motivate myself to get out and do stuff. So, I just don't. <laughs> Straight up. I just don't do anything. Uh, except for calisthenics every once in a while, but I don't even do that much. I'm not trying to kid anybody, nor myself. I'm out of shape. I'm getting fat. My cardio's bad. So it's going to be a damn shock when I go into jujitsu again, because that is very hard work. But at least it'll be with my pals, my, uh, my teammates, who I love dearly. And uh, it'll give me a motivating factor. And that's great, and I'm excited. So we got a new gym, too, because a lot more people have started to sign up in our branch. So it's just in the same industrial parking lot. It's just across, you know, 20 yards away. And uh, that's cool, because I... It's just, it's familiar. It's like they, they use the same mats. You can see the old place. It's just not a shock to like, oh, we're moving locations type thing. Like it's, it's like, oh yeah, we're just moving across the street so that there's more mat space. It's almost double, I believe, is what my coach said, if I remember properly. I just can't wait to get back and see him again. I miss him. They're some of my closest people. I mean, it's trauma bonding. That's what it is. Like these people, your life is in their hands and their life is in your hands for an hour and a half a day, every day. Uh, you know, if in jujitsu, like, if you get choked, and then you tap, and then they let go, if they just chose not to let go, there's nothing you could do, You would, they would kill you. And just the trauma bonding, and the trust that comes from, letting your life, be in this other person's hands, for a certain amount of time, is just immense. It's, I've known them for just a little over a year, and I feel like I've known them for my entire life. And that's really cool, and that's one of the major advantages of doing a martial art. A good one, anyway. I feel, uh, I feel the name Jiu-Jitsu straight up throws people off a lot of the time. Because it sounds like, oh, is it like karate? That's the Jiu-Jitsu community's joke. Like, oh, that Jiu-Jitsu, like, is that karate? Uh, but, um... We are not the same. We are not the same. Because jujitsu is... It works. Like, I hate to just say that, but it a lot of martial arts are bullshit. Like, you can find good karate. Like, you can. It's just very rare. You have to find a proper instructor and coach or whatever. Because otherwise you're just going to look like an idiot. Like... Also, any discipline that just hands out black belts to 12-year-olds, I just can't respect you. A black belt is supposed to mean something. I guarantee you I could fucking murder any 12-year-old black belt that tried to fight me. I'll tell you that. With no question. They're 110 pounds. I will, I will, I will end them. I will end them. Without a second thought. And that's with no problem. So any art that gives out a black belt to somebody small is just okay. Like, we get it. 
Jiu-Jitsu understands this and has worked her way around it with a kid's belt system. And I'll tell you right now, let me just tell you how it goes first. Regardless of what age you are, you start off with a white belt. If you're under 16, it's white, gray, yellow, orange, green, and blue. That's the progression. But if you're over 16, it goes straight from white to blue. So if you pair a 16-year-old blue belt, or let's say a 15-year-old blue belt, just for uh, for example's sake, and put them against a 20-year-old blue belt, that 15-year-old blue belt will decimate the 20-year-old blue belt. Most of the time, depending on the size and strength. But a lot of the time, since they're, I mean, 15, 16-year-old kids, like, I'm pretty big. I'm, what, like 165 on a good day when I used to train? I was pretty shredded. I was strong. If you put the same weight class of a blue belt that's been going for, you know, since they were six or something versus somebody who has been going for two years, it's different. So, if anything, you got to be warier of the younger people in that discipline. And jiu-jitsu is so special, too, because you really can fuck up a larger person. And people are like, well, if you take, you know, Krav Maga Aikido, some bullshit like that, like, oh, yeah, you can you can destroy a very high-level opponent. And I'm not shitting on Krav Maga. I'm shitting on Aikido. I'll willingly shit on Aikido, because that's bullshit. But you can get good Krav Maga, but it's like... It's designed to kill people, so you can't spar it. You can't just spar killing somebody. Do you know what I mean? So how are you going to develop reactions to real-life situations if you can't spar? And that's my problem with Krav Maga. Because in Jiu-Jitsu, you spar every day. Every, every single class, you spar. Every single class. And you spar against people that are so much better than you. So much better than you. So much better than you. I said this, I think, on one of the episodes, but I, uh, when I first, maybe I just said it on Great Apes, who knows, um, when I first went in, I would get shit on by a 120-pound girl, just thrown around like nobody's business, just with ease, with utter ease, and, uh, and that was like, damn, that's cool, I want to learn this for sure, if a 120-pound girl could throw me around like that, now, with, like, if there was punching involved I don't know that's different because weight matters a lot more if it's an actual street fight which is why I believe you should know some of everything just saying oh my martial art is the best like okay that's cool but it really can't unless it's MMA but by very nature mixed martial arts MMA like it's it's mix of a whole bunch of them if you do jujitsu alone you have a significant significant upper hand against somebody on the street just randomly it's almost just it's it's insane how much of an upper hand you have if you do muay thai and you're and of course you're good at jiu-jitsu not like you did it for a week or something but if you're good at jiu-jitsu you have an upper hand same thing with muay thai boxing wrestling i go back to those four because that's the that's the main sports used in mixed martial arts in the ufc and you know bellator and all those Jiu-jitsu, wrestling, boxing, and Muay Thai. Of course, you have kickboxing and stuff, but that's sort of under Muay Thai. Where, But Muay Thai uses elbows and shins as well, which is the difference. But um, 
elbows and shins. Did I say elbows and shins? I meant elbows and knees. Uh, so if you do any of those martial arts, you have a significant upper hand against somebody just on the street. But to have a true, like, almost guarantee that you will win the fight against just any person, you have to do a mixture. Because I can be hot shit at jujitsu. But if some motherfucker comes along and he's really good at Muay Thai or good at boxing, he won't let me take him down. And I have to take him down to win. He'll knock my ass out before I can shoot for his legs. Or vice versa. If you're hot shit at Muay Thai and I'm hot shit at jujitsu and I'm better at jujitsu, I'll shoot for your legs. I don't give a fuck what you can do standing up. I'll shoot for your legs and I will put you on the ground and beat you to death. Just simple. <laughs> I mean, there's no punching or kicking in jujitsu. Which again throws people off. But if you don't believe it, go to a jujitsu gym and find out, pussy. Find out. Because they'll kill you. And I say that with confidence. If you don't think they'll kill you, you're straight up wrong. Go to a jiu-jitsu gym. Try it. They'll kill you. They won't actually kill you. But they will make you feel very wrong about what you think. There's videos of people challenging, like, black belts. Because, by the way, I think you have to be... I, it's, I believe it's 18 or 19 at the very youngest to become a black belt. And that's, like, you did it since you were six type shit. Like, you went through all the kids' belts. You went through all the, uh, uh, you know, the regular belts. Unless you happen to start at, like, 15 and then you get your blue belt at 16. Type, like, that type of thing. But you have to be going since a young age to get it at 19. Because uh, there's certain age limits for belts. So I can get a white belt regardless of my age. But I have to be 16 to get a blue belt. I believe I have to be 17 to get a purple belt. 18 brown belt and 19 black belt. Nobody progresses that fast, may I say. You have to be a prodigy. to per Like, I uh, encourage you to look up the Ruotolo brothers. R-U-O-T-O-L-O. -O -O, Ruotolo. I think. Ty and Cade, Ruotolo. They're, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. I hope I am. But um, they are phenoms. Straight from when they were small. You, you see them as like 10 year olds with just pounds and pounds of metal on their necks from, from, uh, from, uh, what do you call it? Metals and stuff. Metals, metals, yeah, whatever. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> why did I get confused? I'm an idiot. Anyway, uh, and they're, you know, not old enough to get black belts. They compete with black belts. So, our Olympics, Jiu-Jitsu's Olympics, is called ADCC. I encourage you to look that up. That is, you have to be invited. You have to be the best of the best in your weight division to make it there. And if you win ADCC, you're considered the best in the world for that time, for that weight class. Just hands down. Uh, and they, uh, I believe they were both invited. One of them made it through qualifiers. Uh, and... Dude, I forget. I think it was Ty, but I could be wrong. Oh, I'd feel bad if I was wrong. Anyway, um, one of them made it. And, uh, fighting black belts and winning. Like, and they were blue belts at the time, I believe, or purple. No, blue belts at the time, because they were 16. And they were just beating people 
because both came because since they were small. But they were beating adult black belts, and it was just spectacular to watch. Like, uh, he was, uh, I think it was Ty. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it was Ty. Ty Rutolo was in a fight with Paolo Miao. Uh, he has a brother too. Funny enough, they're both identical twins. They're both part of a set of identical twins. But uh, I believe it was Paolo Miao. Uh, and you see Ty wrenching on this fool's. He has him in a knee bar, which is like an arm bar, but for the knee, go figure. It was bent so disgustingly. And you can see Ty straining and pulling his knee. And it's hyperextended. It looks like a obtuse angle the wrong way. Paolo doesn't give a fuck. I believe Paolo won that. But he still beat multiple black belts to even be able to get, you know, uh, to get qualified to even be in ADCC. So, um, it's spectacular what jiu-jitsu can do. It's spectacular what a lot of martial arts can do. Just gives you power over people. And that's what I'm... I'm not going to say that's what I miss. Because I'm not... I don't think I'm sick. Like, I'm not very good at jujitsu In the grand scheme of things. I'm still a white belt. I only have one stripe. Fuck. I mean... It takes you... One to two years to get a blue belt. And I'm in it for a year. And I only have one stripe on my white belt. You have to have four... To go to a blue belt. And blue belts still murk me. Normally. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, I, I can beat some blue belts, which is very, very ego boosting. But and but I can't beat any of them on a regular basis. Um, What was I going to say? I was going to say something about the uh, system. Oh, yeah. So you have to have four stripes to get to blue belt, and I'm only one stripe, and I've been going for a year. And I was going to compete twice. Unfortunately, the first time there was nobody in my weight class, and that was disappointing. <clears throat> and the second time there was nobody in my weight class, but I decided, fuck it, I'm competing in adults. Like I don't care. I'll there. There's people in my weight class in the adults, so I'll just compete in adults. And then funny virus happened. Is that insensitive too? I don't really care to be real. That's what I call it. It's not funny, but we just call it the funny virus. Me and my friends. Is that ignorant? Good. I don't care. Uh, Then that happened and I was really upset. I had a dream last night that was really weird. Maybe it wasn't last night. Give me one second. I'm going to look it up. I have it on my notes. Uh, It was it was just crazy. I, I don't know if I've said this before. I have fever dreams. Like, I, I feel like if some doctor looked at me, they'd be like, yeah, you're clinically insane. Like, for real. Uh, let me see. Notes. <sighs> Dreams 2. And I write down them all. I, I write down the good ones when I wake up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what About jujitsu, some of them are. I don't want to read some long-ass story. but um, Nor do I want to read one of the weird ones. Because I have a lot of weird ones, too. <clears throat> um, oh, yeah. Here's one. So my father in real life is a uh, marine biology teacher and a marine biologist. So uh, I was dreaming my, my father found some crucial piece of information to save all of sea life. And uh, 
like he had to tell it to some like big scientist. So we went to the scientist's house, me, my mom, and my dad. And when they were talking to the scientist, my mom and my dad, it was in a really dimly lit like shack place. It was really sketchy. Pretty much I wasn't allowed to be in the room at the same time. So I went out to a table just to sit and chill or whatever. And I started going through this scientist's things. And I found a whole bunch of Pokemon cards that were really expensive. And a whole bunch of vintage like dollar bills. Because I guess he collected it. Excuse me. And um, I stole them all. I pretty much got all these cards and bills and I stuffed them in my pocket when we left. So I stole the scientist's money and Pokemon cards. <clears throat> Excuse me. What's funny is one, some of the Pokemon cards are from 1800s. And of course that made perfect sense at the time, right? But uh, don't think that was a thing back in the 1800s, if I were to guess. Probably placed my money on that not being a thing. Uh, here's another good one. Me and a friend of mine... Uh, we'll call him Andrew, because his name is Andrew. <laughs> I just realized first names aren't fucking damning evidence, so. Uh, if you know who Hermaeus Mora is from the Skyrim series, or the Skyrim game, Skyrim isn't a series, Elder Scrolls is the series, but uh, there's a god of knowledge, and his name is Hermaeus Mora. And... My friend Andrew and I met Hermaeus Mora in my dream, but he looked like Slenderman. He was just a faceless white dude in a suit with a red tie. And uh, he gave us this quest, and we had to go through this like beautiful alternate universe to find bad guys and like take them out or whatever. And uh, if you look up Soul Cairn from Skyrim, S-O-U-L space C-A-I-R-N, uh... And you look at, like, the sky and the soul cairn. That's what the sky looked like. And the ground was, like, an ethereal purple. And there was, like, this orange-leafed tree. It was just really cool. whole bunch of different, like, dark, cool colors mixed with some red colors and uh, hot colors just to contrast. <clears throat> it was just really strange. And we went through this whole beautiful universe. Uh, just really colorful. It was really cool. And then at the end, we, we were transported back to Hermaeus Morris. Hermaeus Mora... His lair. We got transported back to his lair. But it was in a different room than we talked to him in previously. And uh, we had to kill each other. One of us had to kill the other one to like succeed in the quest. And I was like, damn. But somehow, you know in dreams you have just like facts that you know for some reason. But you don't know why you know them. You just know them. That's what happened. I knew that he, Andrew had killed me before. And... So this time he, Andrew, let me kill him. But then apparently it was a whole big joke. And we spawned right back. Spawned. We appeared right back next to Hermaeus Mora. And he's like, you guys passed the test. And then we started talking to him. And I was like, man, you're very smart. You should write a book. And he's like, yes, I should write a book. And then the dream ended. Oh, no, the dream shifted. And then I was making a beat. And it was a really good beat. It sounded like Juice World's empty. But better. It was like one of those god-tier pieces of music. And I made it, and it was very good. And I was hope I was hoping uh, that the next morning I would wake up with the intuition of being able to write this god-tier beat. And then I tried, and it didn't work. Because if you guys don't know me in real life, which I doubt anybody listening doesn't know me in real life, but just, just in case, 
I make beats and I enjoy making beats. Been doing it for a little over a year now as well. And if you would like to hear them, I would be happy to play them. Just DM me at BewilderedPod. I'll be happy to show you some of my beats. I think they're good. I've progressed a lot over the years. And I've played piano for five years too, so I have a little bit of music theory behind me. And chord building and just knowing what sounds good too. So, uh, yeah, if you want to hear my beats, DM me at BewilderedPod. And I'll show it to you, dude. I don't care who it is. I will show you my beats. And then you can tell me if they're poopy stinky or if they're fire. And I will appreciate the feedback either way. Or don't give me feedback. I don't care. I just want to show you my beats. If you're a rapper, dude, I'll produce your shit for low price. Am I plugging myself in my own podcast, Dylan? Shut up. Shut up, Dylan. Please. Nobody cares. Anyway, uh, I'm recording in my closet. And people make jokes. Yes, it's insensitive. But whenever I say I, I'm in the closet recording, they're like, we'll just come out then. And I'm like, shut up. But um, I have this... I set up my closet. It's fucking awesome. I have these, like, strip LED lights that I put on, like, the top of the closet. So it's light. It's lit, rather, should I say, in here. Ha, <laughs> lit. Oh, funny. But, um, it's lit well in here. So I can turn those off and change colors. I'm about to change this shit to purple just because fuck you. That's why. That's blue. Okay, maybe I suck. Okay, there we go. Purple. Cool. You can't see it. It's for me. It's not for you. It's for me. And uh, I have. It's, it's just cool in here. And there's a seat. And there's acoustic foam on the walls. And there's almost no background noise at all. Because there is clothes in front of me. There is clothes behind me. There is acoustic foam to my right. There is acoustic foam to my left. And there is a pillow on the ground that I lay my feet on. And does any extra noise absorption. And uh, that's cool. I also enjoy doing voice acting. I got accepted for my first gig recently, and that made me happy. I got accepted. Some guy's making a uh, a game movie of Mario Odyssey, and I guess in the game, the characters aren't voiced, but you just read what they say. So uh, I'm playing Glideon. He is a minor character, but nonetheless a character, and I'm privileged and excited to be able to voice act for my first gig. I decided I've, I've, I can always do accents. I can do very good accents. I can listen to any accent for like an hour or two, mo like 99% of accents. Listen to it for an hour or two and then be able to replicate it almost perfectly. That's just one of my gifts that I have. This purple light is pissing me off. I'm turning it back to white. Jesus Christ. I don't know why. It just makes me nauseous. But, um... Where was I? Glide on, yes. Uh, and during the quarantine, I was like, well, is voice acting something that's readily available to people that just want to do it? So I looked it up, and apparently, yes. You can just go online, go to any number of websites, one of them that I use being Casting Call Club. If you're interested, you can look that up. And as long as you have a semi, you know, okay mic quality, just semi-par then you can do it. Like, you're not going to record on your phone mic or anything, but I have... I'm privileged enough to have a uh, an XLR studio microphone 
And that's what I record this podcast on. My dear, dear friend Santiago, who I record Great Apes with, had this one, and he just wanted to get rid of it, and I needed a mic. So I bought it off him, and it's incredibly well cared for. It's almost new. It is the Shure PGA-181. And people say, I looked up reviews, it's the best mic you can get for that price point. It's as good as mics that are 200 or $300 more expensive than it. And so far, I am incredibly happy with the quality. It's a condenser microphone. And uh, the next microphone I'd like to get is a Shure SM7B, which is a dynamic microphone. And the differences between that is a condenser microphone is very perceptive. It will, uh, you know, if I, if I snap my fingers down to the left of it, it will pick that up. Maybe not as well as my voice that I'm speaking to you with right now, but it will still pick it up. And uh, it just has more, it just abs- absorbs everything into the condenser capsule and puts it through the audio interface onto your computer. Whereas a dynamic microphone is more centered, it has that radio uh, radio sort of vibe. Joe Rogan uses uh, a Shure SM7B for his podcast. Most big podcasts use Shure SM7Bs just because they don't want to have to sound treat their rooms. And you don't have to if you use one of those for the most part. Uh, what I do with my uh, condenser mic is I will record the podcast here in my closet studio that is sound treated. So there's not any, uh, you know, background noise just from ambience or my computer fan. I have it quite a bit. I have a 25-foot-long cable, and my computer's on the other side of the room because my computer is a laptop, and it's very noisy. And previously, I recorded with a Blue Snowball, which just was a terrible mic. But thank God I have it. I'm very grateful to have it because now I can talk to my friends on Discord at a lower volume, because previously my headphone microphones wouldn't pick up my voice if I talked quietly, and uh, I don't want to wake anybody in my household when I talk to my friends uh, on Discord later at night, so I can whisper into that microphone and it'll pick it up fine, and I'm very grateful to have that microphone as well. But this one I use for podcasting and voice acting and anything I need to have crisp, clean, clear vocals for. Uh, And... I put it through a sound filter. So I use FL Studio to make my beats, and I also use FL Studio to edit my podcasts. Um, I use Audacity to record, but FL Studio, I still have the trial version because it's $300 for the actual version, and I'm saving up money to get that, but I'm also saving up money for a lot of other stuff. Um, and... In Edison, one of the programs within FL Studio, you can create a noise profile. So at the beginning of every episode, I leave about a 10-second silence clip of just me not moving, not talking, not doing anything, just so the microphone can absorb the ambient noise. And then it can take a noise profile and be like, okay, this is the stuff you want me to cut out. And then I will apply that to the entire hour odd long podcast and that will be uh just very helpful so that i don't have to play with frequencies i don't have to equalize it i don't have to do anything like that i don't have to cut my silence jesus that was so painful when i didn't know how to do that because i would go through the entire podcast and just cut all the silence because it was just or like in the background otherwise 
But now I can be silent, and then it will just cut it out. And that just fucking thrills me, and I'm very excited. Because <clears throat> these solo podcasts are the easiest thing to edit of all time. Like, when I get out of this closet, you know, funny haha joke incoming, but when I come out of my studio and I go over to my computer, I will export this as a 320 kbps quality mp3 file so pretty much in layman's terms a very high quality mp3 file then i will throw it into fl studio <clears throat> cut out the silence from the beginning or, or denoise it first of all then i will cut out the silence from the beginning so that it starts right when i say hello everyone and welcome back to the bewildered podcast you know stuff like that then, uh, after that's all done, I'll put my little intro, which is a beat I made, by the way, from scratch. Just the intro, eight bars of a beat I made. And that serves as my intro, and then I'll put the, uh, the Yoda sound effect at the end. And that serves as my outro. Because I think that's funny. Because I'm immature and dumb. And then I will export that again, and it'll be done within ten minutes total. And most of that is just waiting for the denoising to load, because that takes a long time to denoise an hour plus of footage. So, uh, I'm very, very fortunate to be able to have such an easy workflow and such good quality equipment. And I'm very thankful to Santiago for selling me his microphone that he has kept in such amazing quality. And uh, I'm also thankful that FedEx ended up shipping my audio interface. I haven't told you that. I haven't told you that. I'm going to tell you that. FedEx, though I'm very grateful they shipped it, at, in the end of the day, I'm, if, if I go online and I'm going to buy something and I see <clears throat> shipped by FedEx ever again, I'm not going to be buying that item, and I will find another place to buy that item, or I will find a different item. If you do not know, Tracy, the FedEx location in Tracy, is notorious for being a black hole for packages. If they don't steal your package straight up, they will keep it there for far longer than it needs to be kept there. You look on Yelp, zero reviews are positive. And even people that work there will be like, oh, they're, you know, rude. You know, they're racist or sexist. I forget which one. But they I remember they made off-color remarks to this woman who worked there. Uh, they didn't allow her her lunch hours properly. They overworked her without pay. It was just a shitty situation for this poor woman. And then she quit, obviously, because who wants to be in that environment? But the people who have worked there said it was a terrible environment. Everybody that gets stuff shipped through there seems to either have their package stolen or extremely delayed. And what happens is they don't mark your stuff as lost. Because what FedEx can do is they'll mark your stuff lost, and then they will recompensate you for the item. But um, they don't do that. Because they don't want it to be their fault. FedEx Tracy, at least. So, um, yeah, it was just it's just a terrible experience. My thing was delayed like a week. Uh, and the thing that really pissed me off, it's fine if it takes a week. It's fine if it takes a month. I just want to know. 
Just if you're going to ship something to me and you tell me it's going to be delivered on some date, I expect it to be delivered on that date. That's not very much to ask as a customer. Like, it doesn't, I understand. It's coronavirus. You might have delays. It's fine. But just give me a conservative estimate. If you think it's going to be delivered Friday, tell me it'll be delivered Monday. And then I'll be fucking over the moon. I'll be like, oh my god, they delivered it two days early or three days early. I'll just be fucking hyped. I'll be excited and I'll leave a great review. What I don't want, what nobody wants, what you shouldn't do as a business owner, is say, it'll be here Friday. Just kidding, it will be here Saturday. Just kidding, it will be here Sunday, and so on and so on and so on. And I think it arrived that next Thursday or Friday. So, almost a week late. But, and again, if they said, oh, you know, we thought it was going to arrive this Friday, but it'll actually arrive next Friday. I'll be like, oh, well, that sucks, but I mean, okay, whatever. But when you continue to do that, I called them a whole bunch of times to see what was up, like, to see what was okay, like... A few times it was even on the delivery truck, and it didn't come to my house. Because when it finally got out of Tracy, it got shipped to Hayward, uh, which is near where I live. And multiple times I would look on the website and look on my tracking number, and it would say, oh yes, on a delivery truck, en route to your house. And I was like, dope, it'll be here today. Twice that happened, and it just didn't arrive. And I'm like, okay. Pretty much hashtag fuck FedEx. Never use FedEx again. Boycott FedEx. They smell bad. They smell terrible. And uh, well, I got my audio interface at the end of the day, and that's all I really care about, but it was just a whole hassle. It was annoying. And that's my complaint for the day, because that's negative and cringe, and I don't like when people complain. But I just had to get that out, because fuck FedEx. Now, what to talk about, what to talk about. Um, wrestling in ju- nah, fuck that. I'm just gonna end it. It's like a little, it's like 36 minutes long. That's fine. It'll be a shorter one. Uh, I'm out. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I will see you next time.